Listening to new information creates fresh connections in your brain and greater awareness. Shades of Life awakens your brain with new information through shared stories and programs from a variety of presenters, bringing multiple perspectives and adding to the whole. Hello, greetings in the high times we're having out here in Ohio, running along the highways. This is Parachute, and we're going to have a night of just celebrating the way of life and the things that we might encounter in any given day of life. Tonight what we're going to do is talk a lot about just getting things together and uh, allowing us to share. And tonight what we're going to do is cover some of the many things that's been happening since I was last with you in person. And that's that we've been doing a, a tremendous healing tour of many things, opening up to various cultures and ceremonies and special events to bring healing and to bring men, mankind closer to the realization of ourselves. Uh, we have definitely been doing some uh, work, I would say community work, because we've been uh, allowing ourselves to work with many, many various uh, differences you may consider them to be or just uh, specialness that's in people. One of the great things that uh, we did the very first week that we were out, and I think we're about three weeks out now, uh, lost all sense of time because we were off the grid, but we got to do some uh, healing ceremony and did sun dance and sun ceremony in uh, an intertribal way, meaning many people of many cultures dancing and sharing prayer as a means of bringing energy and focus together to have a wonderful healing outcome. We've had tremendous results. I can't even begin to discuss some of the many things that uh, begin to happen, but even in the very first day of the ceremony, there began to be a, a, an influx of calls and uh, people saying that the request that they had made had already turned around and they had received uh, the healings or they had received the positive and successful outcomes of what they had asked for. And this was all, like I said, in the very beginning, 24 hours. And then uh, the actual process of the ceremony began and just enormous, enormous good turnarounds began to happen. So I, in, in myself, I, I have never questioned the power of prayer or the power of putting any number of people's mind into the same perspective and focus. It just happens because it happens. And this was just a wonderful time and season of that. So in attending uh, a various, uh, you know, like different camps of going around to different ceremonies with different people, I have found just the love of all the differences. I don't see them as contrary I see them as beautiful contrast, and I just, I just, uh, it, it's everything to me. It's like, you know, a glass of, of beautiful wine and savoring the taste of that in the beauty of the people and the sincerity of what people's desires are. It's just so overwhelmingly beautiful to know so many people want the world to be in a good place, and uh, they want very much to have things going to, to where there's a, an equal blessing. You know, I love the fact of working with people to where it's never about just self. It's never a self-centered need or want. 
that uh, they're not happy until everybody gets the blessing. You know, it's like, uh, and seeing how they, how inclusive, there are no exclusive, uh, exclusivity to anything. Everything's inclusive. And, and they, they allow everyone, it's, they make sure that everyone feels a role and feels a part and commitment to everything. So the dances and the ceremonies have just been outstandingly beautiful. And, um, yep, there's been some of the flavor of the 2012 questions that have come in. And definitely there was some uh, having to take time and, and look at the perspective that many religions bring to the table at this time because uh, there are some people feeling that this is the beginning of the end of the world and then there are people who just believe it is the completion and the end of the world and then there are those people who say that it's the beginning of a whole new beginning so how whatever flavor of mind you're in i guess there's something to be said for it i personally believe that uh, no one needs to worry themselves about the end of anything that I'm sure Creator will handle that all in the right time if there is such a thing. Completion is completion, doesn't mean an ending. So for me, it was just a wonderful celebration of all those wondrous times with people you love and meeting new people that, that suddenly, just meeting them, you know that you've loved them for a long time. You just needed to get a picture of the face that that comes up, you know. So it was just like, you know, just really, really good time. Um, along the way, there's been some stories and some really heart-rendering circumstances that's come out of it. And uh, as we were moving around uh, pretty much about three, four days, we've had some personal uh, items in the family that we needed to take care of. it. as we were concluding that, we met this wonderful man that just seemed to you know, just be very upbeat about life. And then when he got to sharing his story, within the last uh, few weeks since the 4th of July, on the 4th of July, a storm went through his town and a tree fell on his house, a two-story house he had. The tree actually caused some debris or something to actually injure his son on the one side. And so they had to move into a local hotel, which is how we met him, because we stayed in that hotel. Then he shared with us that within a week, week and a half of that, with him and his son and family living in the hotel, that his son had decided to take, uh, because he was into motorcycles, and we're not talking about a young man, we're talking about a man in his late 40s, early 50s, that was the age of the son, decided to take a motorcycle ride with his girlfriend. So they went for a ride, and while they were out on their ride, a man turned uh, the wrong corner on a stop sign and killed the son. Now, this was within a time of when the house had been totally taken out, now the son. And uh, so basically he was in the process of, of actually dealing with this grieving for his son because his son and him were very close. They Every day they got to see each other because they lived in the same house and everything. And then while they're going through clearing all of that away, some things, some matters came up and uh, the wife, the mother, had uh, a heart attack and went into intensive care and has the after effects of a stroke. So then he shares that a friend, I mean, the story goes on here, then a friend 
was feeling very bad about all of the circumstances coming on him within like a two, three-week period of time, he come and said, you know, I want to take you out and put you into some happy atmosphere and help you kind of get outside this a little bit. So then they went to a particular event and a kind of a fair, you know, like those seasonal summer fairs that are going on. And while they were there, uh, someone actually drove through the barriers that was protecting the crowd in the area they had blocked off, I guess, for activities, and ran over six people. And about 15 feet away from this man who has had all these circumstances going on, you know, he's there looking at someone laying there that's been run over and killed by this car. And like he said, I told my friend, I just have to get out of here. He said, I just felt that I had lost it. And so we got to sit down, as usual. My husband goes around the world and finds those lonely heart people. And so he come and got me and said, there's a man that you really have to talk to. I don't know anybody that would need more of your time right now than this person. So we went down, we sat down with him, and we talked, and uh, we more or less let him talk. He just talked all of this out and kept talking it out and kept talking it out. And then there was just a part to where he actually allowed the grief and the loss and all the circumstances to just lift. And he said, I know you have a message for me. I told him that we were putting him on our prayer list and that, you know, there's just nothing that one can say to the many things that he has actually come upon. And uh, he said to me, if you if you had words for me, what would you say? So I bestowed some of uh, my feelings and words upon him. And then I said to him, this I know, you're never alone. And whatever the situation is, whatever the pain seems to be right now, whatever the suffering and the grief is, we never lose the ones we love. I said, you just spent a good half hour telling me all these wonderful memories of this son and the beautiful things that you all have done. Those are always going to be yours. And if you just allow you yourself to open your mind, know this, he's right here with us now. There is a oneness in the universe that keeps us all together. The body is just a temporary time of that. And I just watched this man, I watched like, uh, different colors just come across his face and then he looked at me and he dried his eyes and he said I totally believe that I know he's here I know that for the rest of my life as every day of our life he will be with me and I said absolutely and he wants you to go on and find the things in life you know that you and his mother need to enjoy I said so here's the gift of life in life we will lose and then we will gain. There will be those who are born and there will be those who pass. And I said, but the thing is, you have a day of life. Live it. Spend it. Make sure that you make worth every moment of it in joy and happiness because he now lives in you. And it was just so dramatically positive. I felt so good and powerful about it. I just felt beautiful in myself. And I just watched the feelings that I had just emanate out of him as well. So we, you know, just letting people sometimes talk through what they need to talk through is in itself the gift. Sometimes they need to talk to 
the you or the me because we're not so close to the problem that we're sharing the grief or the pain in that moment. And yet there is the feeling of compassion and love we have for the fact that they're grieving. And sometimes just being with that person, you change the whole field of energy within their their grid, and then they can rise above and lift themselves above that into a higher state. Along the way, some of the other beautiful things that happen is just it seems that the, the world is on that uh, fast track, moving rapidly into change and realization and uh, People are in the place of, I just love to to get in things that people don't try to blame somebody for what's happening. That I'm watching people not get into that. And we've, you know, the various places we stop along the way to have meals, to get gas and other things, and just run into people talking in that. And it's so wonderful to hear people talking about what they know they're going to do. Everybody's talking about what they're doing right now to actually make things better or get involved with activities that you know many people are involved in to actually help the numbers make the difference. And when we begin to to understand energy and the wonderful sciences of energy, I know as far as the roots of what my life is based on, the Cherokee principles of my Cherokee roots and family. I find that the sciences of today just simply reinforce that and give such validation to it that it makes me very happy when I see what we can have and what we are doing with it. And so for me, it's like uh, right now is a prime time of seeing people actually get involved and and say this is something they can handle, don't need any help. And I hear a lot of people saying there's too much government in our lives that we need to be responsible and take care of things and we don't need to be totally ruled or have to fall within the ruling of, you know, the government and different things like that. So I don't know that I actually sit and give a whole lot of thought to that because basically every day of my life I just live by my principles and by the principles of my people and that's to be the best person I can be. And it doesn't mean that you're always favorably received by other people being the best you can be you know the difference is people sometimes want someone to submit totally to their different perspectives and if you're writing yourself with that you're writing yourself you don't need to have that particular uh suppression or that kind of of uh you know aggression as far as i'm concerned but basically just seeing the positive solutions and people realizing that one or more make the difference and getting together in their little groups and stuff and hearing the various things that they're doing. And uh, what's really great in traveling out east here for me and, and into the central part of America is seeing as we stop and we talk to various farmers how the farmers are actually putting some of their land available to inner city programs and people from the city get to come out and plant gardens that they can harvest and can in order to preserve and put their own foods up. And uh, that started from some farmers actually wanting uh, the people of the city to have a better idea of what it really takes to be a farmer and to have more respect for what the farmer does and gives to us. 
So they realized they had to open their world and their door to these projects to get people on the inside understanding what that is. And meanwhile, the gaining of it is people are learning that they really like putting their own canned goods together. We talked to about 30, I think it's about 36 people who all lived in the city, had been raised in the city, had never even knew how food got in a can, let alone a jar, (laughs) and actually got to canning and putting stuff up, and they didn't stop. They got so excited about it. They didn't stop at just what they had raised because that, you know, each get a certain uh, square footage on the land, and most of that was the first year, at least some of them said, they they put the salad stuff out, like raised the real easy, immediate, seasonal salad things that they could get. And then they went into helping go into the orchards and pick uh, fruit and stuff like that in order to be able to take a certain amount of that home with them. And uh, so then what they did is they got so excited about learning how to do the canning and the preserving of the food they started going to the farmer's markets and some of the farmers they were working with and bought more and started putting up more canned goods and then realized that basically they probably had more than they could use. So then they went to even more desperate inner city families and giving them their canned overages. You know, it was just, just one thing led to another, like the giving forward thing that we all talk about. And then those people learned that they could actually go to different places in the city to where there were actually public lands, very vacant public lands, and they've negotiated, if they're not already doing it, some of them are already doing it, but then there are others who have negotiated this year that come next spring, all of this land can be tilted and actually cultivated and that these inner inner city people who really have little or no transportation can actually come and uh, begin to do the gardening in that. So the farmers have had a fantastic impression on these people. And when I talked to these people, I said, so what do you know now? And uh, every one of them said that every day of my life, I am grateful to those who have maintained the actual principle and understanding of how to provide and bring us the very food we put on our table and the young people was there said it made a difference for them a young man said after growing his own green beans and actually being able to clean them pop them he called it and put them in the jar that he now loves eating green beans that he just eats lots and lots of green beans so it's it's like just hearing their story so I said to them, how how large uh, an impact do you think this is? I mean, is this just this little place here in Illinois? Or, you know, and I said, oh, no, no. We get on the Internet and, and there's all kinds of programs everywhere and people are sharing the information and people in the city who can't be a part of this, uh, we're, we're telling them to please start their little window gardens and to, if they have a, a patio or a roof, you know, to get some of their... Uh, Get, get little boxes and make little boxes and stuff and start growing, that the very experience of growing the food becomes healing. And many of these people said that just in handling the growing of the food and the planting and the watching it grow, that something inside them changed, that they started noticing that they become a different person themselves. And when I said, like, give me an instance of what that is, 
they use terms like more patient, uh, greater understanding. A lot of them said that there was a depth of caring that had taken place in them, that they were more sensitive to things and cared about things differently. And uh, they said that when they walk into a grocery store and they're standing in the produce section, many of them said, just for a split second or two, I stand there and give praise and thanks for the very hands and the very hearts of those who have helped provide this for us. And just, you know, people finding that that what I consider that God aspect in themselves, people actually realizing that their consciousness is much greater than the immediate uh, environment or what's going on around them, that there's this inner awareness, there's this inner being that sees and watches and observes and that they're beginning very strongly to key into that and make it a realized part of their life. This is what it's about. This this is people becoming conscious. This is people beginning to see that they're a part of a much bigger picture. And they're not denying its value nor its origins. And that makes it even more impressive to me to know they're hanging on to the fact that we are divine in origin and that we're never alone, and that no matter what our circumstances and challenges are, we are more than capable of overcoming them, facing them, resolving them, and stepping into a better place, a far better place than what we leave. In talking to uh, so many people as I travel along, I love this. I know that it kind of gets in the way with people who are trying to be very effective, And I love those people because they try to keep me very grounded and keep me moving and keep me on the calendar and the clock and all these things, which is not an easy job, guys, and I know that. But the fact that being with people, being involved in ceremony, being being in touch with these things, at 71 years old, I still feel like I'm 25 or 30. I move through these things with just such love and energy and the, the the renewal that it does inside my very being uh, puts me in a place to where I don't care how much, you know, when people say, how old are you? I've got to where I answer them and say, I don't count my years. I can explain to you through, you know, how long I've lived through the number of friends and expanded family I have. And that's what I'm counting at this point of the calendar. But all in all, that's not me trying to avoid the age line or the particular accumulation of time and seasons, Uh, especially being of the people of which I was born, the Cherokee. Your wisdom wisdom keepers are those who obviously are definitely in their 70s, 90s, and so forth and on. But what is wisdom? You know, when we talk about consciousness and what is wisdom, uh, the seasonal calendars of celebrations right now are based on life, the celebration of life, the very principles that make up life. Like if we're at Hopi and they're doing any of their ceremonies, there will be various themes of those ceremonies. But inevitably, whatever that theme is or whatever the totem, I'm going to use the word totem because most people understand that, would not be necessarily the Hopi or native people's terms, but totem meaning which whatever aspect we're relating to and theme 
Okay. Whatever that is, the outcome is always that there is a response from the elements and there is rain and, you know, different things happen. Well, this year at our dance, because uh, corn is definitely a, a major resource of uh, of what we decorate the arbor with and the altars with that we use during the ceremonies, we had to go to some Amish friends and immediately when we went to their place to get some of these uh, corn and stuff, the young man said to us, you don't have to tell me who you are. I know who you are and I know what you do. And you're welcome to all the corn that you need because we take the whole stock. You take the whole plant and it becomes, uh, the like I said, we feed, for other words, the decor or the theme of the dance. Uh, especially for us as Cherokee, uh, we use corn pollen as do many other peoples instead of tobacco for our offering. And so, but he said in his giving his of his generosity, he says, and we've had a terrible drought, and we know that your ceremonies bring rain. So we just say amen, you know, take what you need. And it was just so good because, I mean, when you think of the Amish people, you know that you're thinking about people who very much are, are biblical in in all that they do, and, and this is the base that they work from. And yet they had opened their heart to be respectful of and to actually give thanksgiving for another people's way of prayer, prayer and connectivity to the source. And without any kind of hesitance, but just an act of gratitude and a sharing and a, and a willing to contribute and so I know that it made a huge difference to all of us. And in our meditations, we immediately moved that the drought, one of our prayers and, and part of the ceremony was that the drought would be immediately resolved where we were at and that they would all be blessed with wonderful rains. And it was so timely every day at sunset. And just about as we're coming to sunset, there was rain. And uh, when we left the area, everything was green and growing and beautiful. And when people were coming in from distances and had to come in from outside that, they said like, you know, a good 25-mile radius or 50-mile radius around where we were at was just getting this wonderful rainfall. So if what the point is, if, if a few, if whatever the number we are, you know, a couple hundred people or 50 people or even if two or more will meet in that focused mindset. Think of what we can change and what we can do, how all complements and works within each frame of uh, a field of energy to the greater good of a wholeness and that it's not about, you know, we're so powerful or that it's it's about any particular a situation like that, it's the combined gathering of it that makes it just everything that you could possibly ever imagine it to be. And uh, I fall again back to remembering the invitation in uh, the biblical verses of Michael where two or more gathered in my name, I am. And uh, for me, just seeing the various people, their cultures, the contribution of everything I've experienced in this three weeks, just renews my spirit to go forth and sow all the energy I have left to make sure that mankind continues to reach out and hold each other's hands and become part of 
everything that's going on, not an isolated or seclusive area, but reach out, get involved, and be of what you stand for. And uh, it's just it's just a wonderful thing to see that, and, and like I said, to see the rain. And uh, my husband's been teasing me because as we move along, everywhere we stop at night, it rains. <laughs> he said, maybe we should just tell everybody, you know, as soon as we arrive, get your umbrellas out. But it's really, really just been that kind of marathon for me, just going from one place to the other and being with the various celebrations that's going on and seeing the interaction of all of nature. So it's see, it's not just about us. It's about that trust. It's about that that unity of man and nature and that we are a part of it. It's a part of us and that in its own way it, it does communicate. It does give reflection to us. One of the farmers that we were talking to, uh, we got to talking and he said, you know, I don't find your way strange at all. He goes, I follow the almanac. So I realize that the stars have something to do with the kind of season I'm going to have, you know. And so he began to talk about his particular perspective on things that was passed down from his grandpap and his great-great-grandpap and that they always looked to the skies and knew, you know, what the moon meant and if the moon was, you know, had a ring around it and, and the various things of the color of the sun during different months and stuff. And it was just awesome to hear him actually give, you know, his whole, I told him, I said, so that's astronomy, you know, that's not necessarily a, a astrology. And he goes, yeah, but the signs mean something. And he said, and, and I, and just such a practical man, he told me he was a Baptist, and he says, you know, only a fool would imagine that God would create something and give it no importance. And I just think that says it all. You know, for me, that just says it all. And it's I totally, totally get that. And like when we begin to feel, I know I, I talk to a lot of people who I feel are very intellectually into spirituality. And they're in the mind with it totally. And yes, there is a huge frontier in the mind that has to be used and changed in order for us to have the complete consciousness shift that we're looking for and moving toward. But at the same time, it's those practical, down-to-earth, everyday, ordinary people who actually have wisdoms that we do not want to forget and will sustain us through most of the changing of time that we yet have to look forward to. So for me, it's like I want to make sure that and a lot of them took uh, note of being available and on the show tonight and said that they would be listening in or finding out how to get on the computer and find us. And should any of them have made that successful for tonight, just know that I carry you forward as I race across the lands of the eastern coast and, and through the Midwest here. And uh, every time that sun comes up and that sun goes down, I will be praising your name and giving celebration to the knowing of you, to the very work of you, and to the very love of you. And uh, this is a good thing. This is a very good thing that's going on. And that I so celebrate that the farmers are helping people who just go to the supermarket and think that everything's just there. Where did it come from? Where are the origins of stuff? What is the wisdom that makes this work? The key to all consciousness is understanding that from the knowledge we must have the experience and in the experience we now have wisdom. 
just wanted to do some final acknowledgement, and that is to actually give credit to the wonderful peoples and the Native American peoples who are opening their ceremonies and their blessings to the many people who have questions or maybe even uh, feel hesitant to be involved with such. Know that there is one God and that we are one people, humanity, and to realize that we can speak in the most sacred of ways by the many sacred names and that we're still saying the same thing. And that's praising the very source of what life is and the creator and the giver of that life. Uh, many terminologies, and as I listen to the many languages, uh, and I ask people, can you translate what that word would mean if you you had to put it in English words? And it amazes me that out of the hundreds of peoples that I have asked that question, bottom line for them is that their sacred word for God means the one that is in all things. And knowing that and giving presence to that means the one in all things means the God within us as well. Now, not to get on my stand here and start making a whole lot of things that get people upset, but what I do know about consciousness and our evolving forward is until we begin to actually act upon that, which we call God, and to follow that which we are of, children of God, we grow and emanate as God does. So if we were challenged to live and be that kind of person and that kind of life, how glorious could the very gifts of abundance and joy be of this life? Remember this. You can make money over and over and over again. No matter how much you spend, at some point, you just simply can go out and make some more, okay? But once you have spent the precious breath and the moment of life, once the clock moves and one minute of you and time of you has gone, you cannot get it back. You cannot get it back. So what we really are spending and what we're exchanging for whatever the experience or the value of life may be is our time. And in the story of the gentleman who I told you who has met many challenges and everything, I shared some of these words with him, and it is, no matter where we are and what is going on in life, it is the challenges that will make us stronger. And no matter where we are and how we live life, it is those around us who will teach us and those around us who allow us to be part of the greater humanity. So it's not about counting someone out because they don't believe as we believe or they don't worship as we worship. Let us be as large as the sacred ones who taught us. Let us be as generous as Jesus in allowing all to come to his table. Let us be willing to know that native people of our continent has been around a very long time. And that just maybe if you listen very, very close, you would realize that they're saying the very, very same thing. And that all praises the source of life and the giver of all things. So, and I'm going to have to get back on the road and push in the metal here a little bit so I can get to the destinations I still have in, in sight for tonight. So I thank you, and meanwhile, 
open up your life to start talking to somebody you don't know. Just walk up, introduce yourself, and tell them what's important to you. Let us allow humanity to be just that, the interconnectedness of all humans. So keep your head up. Meanwhile, I love you, and may all good things be what you see in every day of your life. This is Parisha. Bye. Welcome you to know what's coming up, to get information on other episodes and share your reflections and questions. You are important and you matter. Shades of Life. Listen on Anchor. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor dot FM forward slash shades hyphen of hyphen life. Watch on YouTube. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash capital S letter O capital L I F E. Find out more on the blog site HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash shades of life SOL dot blogspot dot com. Share your input on Facebook HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash capital C letter O capital L I letter F letter E dot SOL. Stay tuned together as we make the difference. Expand your knowledge and you will transform your mind. Bruce H. Lipton Thank you.